The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Chicago Bears fans, we are in the middle of the 2019 NFL Draft. You know, day two is in the books. Rounds one, two, and three are also in the books. And the Chicago Bears have made a pick. It's Iowa State running back David Montgomery. But before I get into that pick, I need to take care of some business first. So, welcome to my podcast. This is T-Formation Conversation. My name is Lester A. Wiltfong Jr. I'm the editor-in-chief at SB Nation's Windy City Gridiron. And this show right here is part of the Windy City Gridiron podcast channel, along with Robert Schmidt's Bear With Me and Bears Over Beers with our resident fantasy football expert, Jeff Berkus, and our lead draft analyst, E.J. Snyder. You know, but E.J. is not our only draft guru on staff. So just like a few days ago when we when, when he, he helped get us prepared for the Bears draft, he's back joining me again tonight to break down the Bears' third rounder. So Jacob Infante, welcome back, my friend. Thanks for having me on again. Looking forward to digging into this new draft pick. I assume you're enjoying the, uh, the draft so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm enjoying it more now that the Bears are actually picking. <laughs> yeah, that is. But, helps. yeah. I've been having a good time either way. You know, it's like the buzz was kind of there, but it wasn't there. It was like so weird as Bears fans because we had nothing to do for the whole first day of the draft. Yeah, exactly. I barely remember what it was like uh, during the Cutler trade when they didn't have uh, first-round picks in 2009 and 10, I believe. Yeah. So, that yeah, that was a uh, – oh, yeah, I think 9 and 10. Yeah. 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 So – this is a bit new to me, but it was interesting being able to take an outsider's perspective and see what other teams do without having to get fully emotionally invested in the first round. Exactly. So, so uh, before we get into the Bears draft pick, I got to apologize because I completely spaced last time out. I never plugged you on Twitter. Uh, so everyone, make sure you're following Jacob at JacobInfante24. And uh, do you have anything else you want to plug, like an Instagram or a MySpace or anything like that? Uh, I do have... <laughs> I mean, I don't have a MySpace, surprisingly. Okay, just checking. Yeah. yeah I don't n- – nothing really to play. Right. Okay, so so the newest bear, like I said, is Iowa State running back, David Montgomery, and in typical Ryan Pace fashion, he moved up to get his guy. He was aggressive. He, he had the guy he wanted. He talked about it at the, at the post-draft uh, presser that, that he had him high on his board, so he had to make his move. So I looked at your big board, and he was actually your number two running back, and he was number 30 on your big board. So you obviously like this pick. Yeah, I was definitely a big fan of the pick. Uh, I personally thought that Pace would wait around to get a running back because there's still a lot of good guys on the board, a lot of guys who I thought you know could be options in the fourth round. But I do think that David Montgomery 
was very good value in the middle of third round. Uh, I think he fits the offense really well. And even though I'm not super crazy about giving up a future fourth round pick to move up, uh, I do think that it was out of all the running backs that were available. He was definitely the best one. And I, I like the pick. Yeah. Not super high on the trade, but I definitely like the pick. So the comp that a lot of the guys are, that, that do comps are is Kareem Hunt. Is that kind of what you saw when you watched this game? Uh, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of that. Uh, you know, comparing the two skill sets, uh, neither of them are burners in space, but they're more they're more quick than fast. You know, they're uh, good athletes like laterally and changing direction, stuff like that. Don't have the best breakaway speed, but, you know, they're quick enough. Uh good contact balance they're powerful runners uh good receivers out of the backfield and i don't honestly don't remember too much about hunt's pass blocking ability but i do like what montgomery offers there so i think you know both of those guys are like three down backs that have a lot of value on the ground and uh through the air so i definitely think that kareem hunt from an on-field perspective is a really good comparison for Montgomery you know so so I'll be honest I didn't watch a lot of tape on him because I figured he'd be he'd be gone like in the bottom first or, or in the top of the second uh so but but you, you watch a lot of his tape and I, I know you just kind of talked about some of his strengths but just kind of once one more time kind of run down you know what are his top strengths that he's going to bring to this Bears team this year yeah well Montgomery brings a really well-rounded skill set to this offense he's an intelligent runner he can identify holes very well he can exploit defenses and decide, you know, hey, I'm going to bounce outside of the tackles here if nothing's working up the middle. And, you know, I think that intelligence is definitely apparent on tape. Uh, Like I said, he's not a stellar athlete in terms of space, like breakaway speed, but I do like what he offers from an elusiveness standpoint. I think he's got more than enough lateral quickness to uh, juke out defenders and make some guys miss. Uh, it's also valuable in zone blocking when you have to make those reads and then quick cuts. I think that's definitely going to make him a good fit in Chicago's offense. Uh, he's a powerful runner too. Uh, you know, plays with a low center of gravity, good pad level, uh, and he's able to run through arm tackles pretty well. I noticed that a lot, and part of that may have to do with going up against Big Twelve defenses. But I think, <laughs> yeah. I think he's got the frame and the power to, you know, at least do something similar to that in the NFL. Well, he's and, he's five ten. I think he's two twenty two, and then uh, I think according to Pro Football Focus, who, who you know they get a lot of a lot of our guys give him a hard time, obviously because of their grades. But but the the, the other stuff they do as far as the the, the stat tracking is, is really valuable stuff and. They had him down for I think this, the uh, most missed, the most broken tackles the last two years. That's something that, that Ryan Pace mentioned at the post uh, post draft press conference. He mentioned his ability to break tackles and keep his balance. Is that, is that what you saw as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of times on tape I remember watching Montgomery uh, come in contact with defenders and then run through them and find his balance and pick himself up while he's uh, stumbling. So I definitely think that he's got. You know, great contact balance. He's able to run through defenders as well as make a miss. 
because he was a four six guy at, at the combine when his forty. And again, if a forty is nice, but it's not the be all end all thing when you look at for for a running back. But you know, like I said, I, like I said, I didn't watch a lot of his film, but the stuff I did see on him, you know, he seemed to get to his top speed pretty quick. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And the uh, four six forty time has kind of created a false narrative that he's not a good athlete. Like I said, he's not going to be prime Chris Johnson yeah. at all. But he is a solid athlete, and he has the athleticism to, you know, outrun and, you know, whether it be laterally or, you know, straightforward defensive backs in the NFL. And I do agree that he hits top speed pretty quickly. Uh, I like what he offers, you know, an acceleration once he finds that open hole and exploits it. So he's not a bad athlete. You might hear, Bears fans might hear that a couple times from people who don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> but, but Montgomery is a solid athlete, and he doesn't rely purely on speed in his game. All right, so he has to have some weaknesses in his game. Uh, when you watch this film, what, what, what were those weaknesses you saw? Well, I would say that there aren't a ton of glaring weaknesses. He's a very well-rounded back who does a decent amount of things pretty well uh upper body strength i think can improve uh he's got a strong lower body like i mentioned but i think in terms of like stiff arms and stuff like that i think he could be a little bit better and then like i mentioned just the breakaway Breakaway speed speed, is yeah. yeah breakaway speed is probably the biggest one it's average it's not bad it's not good it's average and i think that that kind of limits his upside a little bit, so I don't think he's ever going to be a truly elite running back, but I think he's going to be a very good running back. I can see 1,000-yard seasons in his future. Okay, so, so here are the actual trade details. Uh, the Bears sent New England their third-round pick, which was 87th overall, uh, their fifth-rounder, which was 162 overall, and a fourth rounder in the 2020 draft, and you mentioned you weren't happy on that, but but the return that the Bears got was, of course, the 73rd overall pick, which they took uh, Montgomery with. Uh, plus, they got a sixth rounder this year, which is 205 overall. Do you like the actual uh, dynamics of the trade? Besides I, that, besides the 2020, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of the 2024 fourth round pick. Although, the more that I think about it, it kind of helps out because. The Bears are expected to get, I believe, a fourth-round pick, uh, a comp pick. Comp, yeah. From, yeah, from losing Adrian Amos to Green Bay. Uh, so that kind of, you know, takes a little bit of that. Not necessarily away, yeah. Dis- yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's not the end of the world, I don't think. I mean, it's giving up a decent pick that you yeah. could probably find a contributor for. But, you know, if you've got that guy that you have in mind – then you need to do whatever it takes to get them. You can't be conservative if there's a clear-cut guy that you know you want to get. Yeah. I mean, that said, oh, go ahead. I mean, it's pretty pretty standard though. I mean, if you're going to trade trade up in the draft, you know, most teams are going to want something, you know, the, the the next year as well. And and I know when they traded for Anthony Miller a year ago, they had to give up their two to get back in the two. So I think by them not having to give up the uh, three next year, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, admittedly, there also wasn't as big of a jump. Yeah, it, but I, I do agree that not having to give up a third rounder is definitely, you know, big for them. 
All right. For, also, for those wondering, here are the actual values uh, behind the picks that were traded. Uh, these are coming courtesy of our resident professor at WCG, Josh Sunderbrutch. Uh, when using the old school Jimmy Johnson draft charts, uh, the Bears got a discount. Uh, actually, got a discount on the trade. They they came in at two thirty five point four to. 216.6, so the Bears got the edge there on, the, on that trade chart, uh, but then according to the new school, the Rich Hill draft chart, uh, the trade was just pretty much a wash, which is, it's, it's okay, uh, 69 points from New England to 68 from Chicago, so when you look at it from the, the, the draft value chart that everyone uses nowadays, uh, it's, it's a good deal for the Bears. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. The Bears, uh, Patriots ended up getting Damian Harris with the pick that the Bears gave to them, yes, which I, I think that. is, which I think is also a good pick. I think Harris can be a starter, but I definitely like Montgomery more. So I think that having a guy, especially because Montgomery's better on passing downs, I think that's yeah. a big thing, uh, separation between the two. Well, I think with like, Harris, I, I think Harris fits New England style a little better because New England likes having a, a big mixture of backs because they're really, really, really versatile. I mean, they have their guys they're going to throw the ball to with, with White, you know. So with Harris, he kind of fits that that that, that uh, LeGarrette Blunt role they had back in the day. Yeah, exactly. New England's done a really good job of having a crap ton of running backs on their roster and using them all really well. Yeah. And I think Harris is definitely going to be no exception. He's not going to be their receiving back. They already have that in James White, but there's you know, a clear, you know, goal line short yardage role on that offense for him, and I think he's going to do well. And I was surprised he, he lasts so long. I mean, a lot, a lot of these backs I thought were going to go earlier, but I don't know if that's just the nature of the, uh, of the position nowadays or what, but but, but let's talk about how Montgomery's going to fit in with the 2019 Bears. Do you think he's a week one starter? I don't know about week one, just because the Bears don't always start rookies yeah you know like obviously Roquan Smith was a different situation because he didn't have you know training camp to get involved in that but you know like I believe you know Leonard Floyd didn't see significant playing time right away if my memory serves me correctly and obviously Trubisky didn't start right away yeah I do think Montgomery is going to have a decent role early on in the season but I think eventually he's going to ease his way into the starting lineup, kind of like Jordan Howard did back in his rookie year. Yeah, I but I see. Don't know if he gets a thousand yards in his rookie year, but I can definitely see somewhere in the eight hundred, nine hundred mark. Well, you know, with with Montgomery, with uh, with Mike Davis, and with Tariq Cohen, you know, uh, Jack Silverstein, one of our colleagues, he already coined the phrase as uh, "run DMC" for these for these three guys. Oh, wow! Yeah. So I we, just noticed that built-in nickname already. It's, 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 let's go. Let's start the season right now with that nickname. That is good. I like that. All right. So, so we we mentioned Mike Davis, mentioned Cohen, and we also got to talk about uh, uh, Cordero Patterson. So, the Bears have a uh, you know not only a three-headed monster at tailback; they're going to have four guys that are going to get significant playing time. Yeah, and I don't know necessarily if I'd call it a four-headed monster. I call it like a three and a half-headed yeah. monster because you know Patterson's taken you know, snaps of both running back and receiver, and I think he'll do that with the Bears. I mean, obviously, I'd say right now, the bigger, like, the Bears need him more as a backup receiver than they do as a fourth-string running back. Yeah. But I do think that they'll put him in the, uh, I do think they'll put him in the backfield sometimes. Could see them u- using him on jet sweeps and end-arounds and stuff of that nature, but 
I don't know. I don't see him taking significant stat, snaps out of the backfield, but I think there could be a role like one or two times a game, you know, just hand it off to him. Well, if the Bears can use him in like a like like a role kind of like Taquan Mizell from a year ago, he was in the field for a, f- a few snaps a game at tailback. Um, but so if he gets those snaps, plus he gets a few of the snaps, like you mentioned, doing the jet sweeps and ends around, you know, so if he has the opportunity to touch the ball, you know, three, four times a game, that's really all you want from on offense. Yeah, I'd definitely be all right with Patterson having a Mizell type of role, especially because Patterson's actually good. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely think there's a role for him on this offense. I don't know how big it's going to be, but I definitely think he's going to get some touches. Awesome. So, so so I know you're actually right now actually working on your best player available uh, for Saturday. Uh, so while I got you here on, on the call, let's talk about a couple guys you'd like to see the Bears get on Saturday. All right. Uh, and I'm going to mention some of these guys in my article, but the main guy that stands out to me right now is Julian Love from Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, I watched him. I, I had a first-round grade on him. So the fact that he's still available is surprising to me especially because I didn't see any glaring weaknesses in his game. You know, he's a good athlete. He's smart. He's got good ball skills. Could improve a little bit as a tackler, but he's not bad there by any means. I don't really know what it is. I don't know what's holding him back, if there's some sort of off-the-field or injury concern that there is that I don't know about. But I think, as of now, he's definitely the best player on the board, and... I don't think he'll be available for the Bears, but if he is, then that would definitely be a slam dunk pick. So the Bears are picking; uh, they're pretty deep. They're twenty fourth in the in the next round. So the odds of him getting there, you know, it might happen. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. Crazier things have happened. There are a lot of talented defensive backs still available, and I don't know what NFL teams think of each of them. But odds are the Bears are going to get some really good defensive backs available when they pick. You mentioned defensive back. There's a few safeties on the board still, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, two guys in particular that I mentioned is uh, Amani Hooker from Iowa and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson from Florida. Yeah. Uh, I've been really high on Hooker this entire draft process. I have an early second-round grade on him, I believe. Uh, without checking off the top of my head, he's the second highest player on my board who's still available and he was actually my top choice for the bears to uh pick in the third yes he was he was so the fact that he's still available in the fourth round is surprising to me also because i think he's got the best instincts of any safety in this class he's a good tackler good in coverage he's well-rounded and with chauncey gardner johnson uh i don't think He's as good in run support, but he's definitely more athletic, I think, than Hooker is. I think he's got a high ceiling. He's also instinctive, good in coverage. Uh, I think Hooker might be a better fit for what they need, and I could could see him more likely to be there just because he's not as explosive as Gardner-Johnson is, but... Honestly, you can't, you couldn't go wrong with either one of them. I think they'd be fantastic values in the fourth round. Well, I, I know we talked about a couple of days ago. We talked about with the third round pick going DB or edge and getting a tailback later. But of course, with Montgomery, he was sitting there. He was so high on, on Pace's board, he had to make a move. So let me ask you a question about an edge edge rusher here. Uh, what are your thoughts on Alabama's Christian Miller if he's still there for the Bears in the uh, next round? Yeah, if Christian Miller's still available, that would definitely be a really good pick. Uh, I'm not sold that Leonard Floyd's going to be brought back when his contract expires. And Aaron Lynch did good last year, 
but he's on a one-year deal, so I don't know if they plan on keeping him around in the long term. So either way, they're going to need some uh, depth at the edge rusher position, and I like the versatility that Miller brings. He's a really good athlete. I like he's got some value in coverage. He's you know explosive off the snap, good bend, uh, kind of similar to Floyd in some senses. Although I think Oregon's Justin Hollins. Yeah, he's is, still available too. Yeah, he's still wow. available. He's someone I think is more like Floyd than Miller is even. So getting someone with that type of skill set, I think definitely complements Mac really well, who's, you know, definitely a great athlete in his own right, but much more powerful than, you know, Floyd is. It's funny how the draft every year people say, Oh, this guy will never last, this guy's gonna go away early and Every year something happens, and there's always talent all over the board, and I think the Ryan Pace, his scouts are going to get uh, some some gems here in, in, uh, on day three. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised that there are so many talented players still on the board entering day three. I mean, I don't know how many of them are going to be available by the time the Bears pick, but judging by, you know, just off of the fact, I forgot Justin Hollins was still available. Yeah. And- for a split second there, I forgot Christian Miller was still available. Yeah. So it's not just defensive backs. You know, a handful of really good defensive players and also some receivers, too, that are still available. A lot of really good guys still on the board. You think the Bears will go receiver if uh, one of the guys are uh, high on the board is sitting there? I mean, I could see it. I, I could definitely see them drafting a receiver at some point. More weapons, I, you know. Yeah. I, I just don't know if it's going to be in the fourth round. I mean, I really like Hakeem Butler, and I'm surprised he's still available. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he doesn't really fit what the Bears need right now, but all I know is that some team's going to be really lucky to take a chance on him in, on day three. Cool. You know, I think that's our time. I, I know I have to get going. I have to get you back to the articles. You can get it up and running uh, as soon as possible here. So uh, yeah. I, I want to pr- tell you I really appreciate the time again. Thank you. I enjoyed uh, coming on again, and thanks for having me on. All right, so guys, make sure you follow Jacob on Twitter. He is at JacobInfante24. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at WildfongJR. And then you can follow the entire Windy City, City Gridiron crew by following us all at WSC Gridiron. So that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for listening to T-Formation Conversation. So until next time, bear down, my friends.